coming up, we are going to do something that we don't normally do, and that is get in on that speculation train for Halloween Horror Nights from our houses in and around Orlando, Florida. This is the Universal Edition of The Diz Unplugged. This is episode 254 of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. The Disunplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams. Today, I am joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino. Hello. Hey, Rhino. How are you doing? I'm good today. I'm fine. Good. 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 I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. I don't know why, but I am, and I'll find a reason. Oh, I can give you lots of reasons, but I'm not going to focus on that because uh, we have so much fun stuff to discuss today mm-hmm. and not... Not the other stuff, but and we're going to get to that in just a second. But before we get to that, which, of course, today's discussion is HHN speculation. Uh, before we get to that, I, we have to give a little bit of an update. I don't believe as of the time that we are recording this show that it's an official update uh, on Universal Orlando. But it definitely is if you live in the state of Florida. And that is now the entire state of Florida does have a uh, stay-at-home policy in effect through the end of April. And if you remember all the way back to last week's episode that we did, uh, we were discussing the fact that Universal had put out their policy that they were at least going to be closed through April 19th. And, well, if you kind of do the math on this one, it now appears that even though Universal, as of the time of recording this, hasn't said anything, uh, it can only be put together that they are going to remain closed at least through the end of April as well, too. So not really much to say in that matter because, well, there, there just isn't. But it's it's a good thing for you to know if you, you weren't paying attention to what is happening in the state of Florida and you're only focused on what's happening in your actual state. So I don't have anything else to say about that. Rhino, do you have anything else to say about that? Oh, no. Just, you know, looking forward to the day that we can uh, get back out there and do some stuff like this again. I'm sure everybody is. I know. it's. Uh, it really would be great if we could actually, like, I- I've never wanted to do a dining review so badly uh, or anything <laughs> along those know, right? lines. Just not sitting here and talking about Universal and actually getting out there and doing it and, you know it's just it's how it's got to be for a little while here but we'll get back into the swing of things but that's a great segue into uh into our topic today which is halloween horror night speculation and if you followed along with us for a couple years now you know that we don't really get into the rumors and speculation that much every now and then we'll bring up uh, a rumor when it's something that really excites us and we like the possibility but uh, very uh, really only on rare times have we really gone in depth on what the rumors are out there and in discussing them and uh, this is a time where we're definitely going to uh, break that 
that tradition and actually get into it just because, you know, it's not that we're running out of topics, but it's a very pertinent topic right now because uh, just uh, just a couple days ago, I guess, even still yeah. from when we're recording this, uh, shortly after the last show, but uh, before before this one comes out, uh, the the great people at uh, H um, Horror Night Nightmares, uh, HH... HN Nightmares, I think, on Twitter. Yeah. Is their official yeah. handle? H- H-N-N- HN Nightmares. Thank you. That's I yeah. did not want to get it incorrect because they are the uh they're the ones who put out the speculation map, so I want to make sure that they they get their full credit on this. And again, Horn Night Nightmares, HN Nightmares on Twitter, they put out their uh, HHN 30 speculation map and it is very very interesting to say the least and of course it's version 1 of the speculation map uh, there's always a possibility that there can be changes and adjustments to it uh, but it is the it's the first one that they released and it's very very interesting some of the choices on here are so interesting that uh, it's it really is warranting this entire conversation because it's stuff that Rhino and I have already talked about before because while we don't necessarily get in depth on the rumors uh, we love sharing what we would like to see from events and we've mm-hmm. we've had many of those conversations uh, throughout the years whether it's talking about HHN or even talking about just the parks what uh, kind of attractions and such we'd like to see and uh, since we're knocking off uh, some of the the things that that we would personally like to see on via this speculation map I think it it's definitely warranted uh, worth talking about. So let's go ahead and jump right into it, if we shall. And uh, we'll just uh, right now it's we're just talking about the houses that are up for speculation and what it could be. And I know uh, I, I was on Inside Universal for a little bit, another great website that we talk about and reference from time to time here. They their forums again are a treasure trove of information about Universal and also a place where people love speculating. And I know some of the houses we're talking about have been uh, confirmed on their message board uh, basically uh, through through riddles and series of other information reveals from some oh. of the insiders that post over there. So there are some of these that we're going to talk about that have been pretty much officially confirmed so that we could say, like, okay, there's a very good chance that these are, in fact, happening unless everything else changes. And some, some are, of course, are just pure speculation and up for grab, but uh, it's still fun anyways. One of the ones I believe was uh, undercover confirmed on Inside Universal and also showing up on the speculation map is Beetlejuice. I... Rhino, see, I uh, well, I, yes, thank you. I had... No idea. This one caught me kind of out of left field, I feel like. I mean, not to say that I really had any idea, honestly, other than, like, one of these I, I, in the speculation map is one that I was like, yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, but Beetlejuice was one where I was like, oh, oh my gosh, like, that, that really fits in really well with that. I feel like that same type of kind of thing they did with Ghostbusters they can do with Beetlejuice, but maybe even, like, bring it to, like, a next level sort of a thing. And... I immediately, when I heard this, I'm, I was 100% in. I'm like, yes, I want to see this. I love how Beetlejuice still can be seen in the park sometimes. I think this will be the first time that we get a real nice celebration of the movie that is Beetlejuice, as opposed to, like, the Graveyard Review. Um, yeah. And I I just think, like, 
you know, I had some people I, I have heard because uh, because we have friends that are also like um, Halloween Horror Nights, you know, uh, purists. And uh, our friend Ken, he was very into some of these, and uh, Courtney was not as much. And I was like, oh, I thought you guys would have definitely been excited. We like a lot of the same things, and I've heard there's some backlash about um, people being like, oh, that well, these aren't scary properties, and I am like. I think it was Mike Aiello who said it, or somebody said it, and mm-hmm. that Universal the 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 way they the the way they approach these now nowadays is that it's supposed to be that feeling um, when you would go over uh, for a sleepover and have an experience like where you were watching that rated R movie that you shouldn't have that scarred you for life, and so that's where they like pulled like last year they pulled you know the, the the Lagoon show and having like having Ghostbusters but then having this other you know it's like I like that it's not just all torture like they call it torture porn i love that it's all not like saw and that gross like guts hanging out and stuff like this and beetlejuice for me is like i think that can be a scary house but i think it's definitely an aesthetic that screams halloween yep i honestly i i feel dumb that we haven't ever really brought up beetlejuice in the past when it came to talking about what we would like to see because you know obviously uh complete shoo-in for Universal, considering Beetlejuice and Universal's history. Uh, But then on top of that, too, it's just a lot of the iconography in Beetlejuice is just so, so, like, spot. It's, like, creepy. Yeah, it's creepy. You know, that Tim Burton style is very creepy, but it's distinct. It's unique. Uh, Would look perfect with black lights. And yeah. really make for an interesting house on that. Uh, plenty of room for puppetry in terms the sandworm. Of like yep, and and just I I feel like there's just a treasure trove of imagery that can be used for Beetlejuice, and uh, yeah. definitely the 30th anniversary of the event makes sense for a year to bring that out and and put it into play. And again, I just feel dumb for not thinking about Beetlejuice as an option before because it really is a perfect, perfect movie to to use for this event. Uh, well, it's funny that you just said great for the anniversary. I actually, until you just said that, I didn't really kind of put the two to, I even just kind of said it myself before about him having that history with the park. I didn't even think of mm-hmm. that when I saw this house announced. I just immediately was like, yeah, it fits. And I didn't realize that's a whole other reason why it fits, you know, in so well. And I, there's, a, there's that other part of me too, where I'm like, Ooh, merch, you know, like I, yeah. I'm excited to be like, I, I'm not sipping out of it today, but I love my like Ghostbusters mug. I got there last year. And now I'm like, Ooh, Beetlejuice one's on its way, you know? Yeah, and I think Beetlejuice has always been, you know, it's been a favorite for fans of Universal. And then it, even though it probably will not be open in any form uh, on Broadway, it was supposed to be kicked out of Broadway in May. But because of all the issues that happened, you know, we don't know if it'll even have the money to come back in another theater once everything opens back up in New York. But the fact that they can then also they can branch off of the success of the Beetlejuice name from the Broadway musical that was very, very, very popular this past yeah. year. It just, all the signs align that say Beetlejuice, a great time. Don't say to, it three times. To use it. I <laughs> I think we've already said it quite a few times, probably more than three. So I, I could not be more excited for yeah. the potential of a Beetlejuice house. I, 
as much as we hated graveyard mashup and graveyard review, I feel like this is this could be Beetlejuice at its best at Universal. I, I think what's what's great about it too is if if they do kind of what they've been doing the last few years, where they have that um, that kind of. Well, I guess they didn't really do it this year, but the 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 uh, that main entryway between Minions and um, Shrek, you know, uh, mm-hmm. where they've had like the icons of the past, you know, or like the the main, you know, the the hodgepodge of characters from different scare zones and houses are always kind of right there because they make it like the area where you like, you know, take the photos and stuff like that. Um, I think that it would be great that like you could have Beetle just just wisecracking walking around over there or something, yep. you know. It'd be, I think it'll be great. It it could be great, and the next house that we are discussing could also be great, and that is uh, that is being called in on the speculation map. It's being called Universal Monsters: The Bride. I've also I know. Uh, seen it posted in places as Bride of Frankenstein, and so uh, I'm not sure if it's if the complete speculation is that this is solely on the Bride of Frankenstein. Or if it is, uh, or Dracula? if it's, sorry. Oh, or if they're, I, I was wondering, like, if they're going to incorporate Dracula because he had the brides as well. I mean, I well, know yeah, it's that, Bride of Frankenstein, but I was just thinking if they wanted to roll in some other stuff. Exactly. I didn't know if it's just solely Bride of Frankenstein or brides as a general thought of uh, strong female characters from any of the Universal monster movies. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with any bit of it so anything that can bring classic universal monsters into the into halloween horror nights i am completely okay with if it is solely a bride of frankenstein house i am also very much okay with that i love bride of frankenstein i thought the bride of frankenstein that in last year's uh, monster house the piercing screams oh yeah from her was like one of the standout moments of that entire house uh uh, she so, scared my friends so bad. Like one of my favorite memories from this year is going through this house with my friend who gets very scared. But he like turned around to look at me, and she came out and screamed, and he screamed right back because he was so afraid. And like I will literally just start laughing randomly, thinking about it every now and then. And I just think like that that scene with Frankenstein was so cool too. It lends itself to a lot of cool imagery again with a lot of the electricity. And if they they do their own spin on it like they were they were saying they were doing with universal monsters this this last year i think it'll be really interesting oh yeah no i i completely agree too and i, I i'm also with you on like the electricity yeah. aspect of it i something about that just i i no, don't know you know it that makes... like snapping noise that a tesla that the tesla thing makes when it the electricity like i keep thinking about that you know, I, we talked about yeah. it in, in episodes in the past about how they do a lot of that thing where they slam the windows down because, it, you know, it breaks your nerves as you go. And so it's like a psychological thing that starts to make you more scared. And, like, I think of them doing something similar with that sound of electricity snapping and cracking and, and it just being really interesting. Yeah. No, I'm 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 right there. I, I'm all for it. So I don't really have that much else to say really in regards to it i'm just i'm excited anything go ahead oh i was gonna say uh, this is one of those properties that i feel like it was done so well last year and if it's done really well this year let's say they don't do another house next year for it like i'd Mm -hmm. love to see the monsters just keep making their way back though with like a scare zone or something like that because i just i love this celebration of Universal, And again, you said it for Beetlejuice. I think this is another great thing for the park for a 30th anniversary, having monsters that have such a strong tie 
to Universal's history being present in the park. Yeah, and I, I think it would still be really cool if they could have found a way, because one of the things not on the map but we talked about last week uh, is obviously the Invisible Man. I think that would have been mm. maybe a little bit more perfect, even though that's talking about that's more or less taking the new movie and adapting it to life versus classic monsters in that regard. I, I think that still could have maybe been a better fit, but I'm not going to complain if they're right, going yeah. to involve more of the, the Frankenstein movie stories in there. So I will, I will be completely okay with it. Uh, another, another house, one that you have been asking for now for, Definitely for a year, if not two years, because I can't remember when it came out, but uh, is one of the strong rumored houses, and that's the Chilling Adventures oh. of Sabrina. I am so excited for this. You have no idea. I said it, and I was like, somebody has been like, they've put a bug somewhere in the studio or in the phones or something like that, because this year it is like, it is like they were like, what will Rhino love? And I love The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina because from the second I saw the first episode, I was like, this aesthetic to me is like, I want to live in in the town they're in. And I, I cannot remember the name of it off the top of my head. It's not Greendale or Glendale. or so, It's something because it's Archie's like the playoff of Archie's town's name or whatever it is. But, um, but it's the town that's always, it always has that Halloween aesthetic. And I think the production design in Sabrina, whether you like the show or not, it's just an amazing, like a beautiful thing that is just like kind of that throwback for me to like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but on this whole other level. Um, but I, I just, I love that show. I love how it can go. Like I, I've actually been, um, I'm not done. I'm on the last episode of season two. Um, but cause I was watching an episode every time I was at the gym and there'd be like, it would be like shocking moments, scary moments, funny moments. And I'm just like, I love this property, but it's just one of those, like, I love the visual, I just I love so much about the visuals of it that I think this could be a great house if they're using all the demons and stuff that they use on the show. I think it's going to be a really awesome house. Yeah, I yeah I will say I looked it up while you were talking. It is in fact Greendale. So oh, I was right. Greendale, okay. Greendale to the Riverdale. So uh, you got that one right. I talked to you a lot about Sabrina. I attempted to watch it this yeah. past Halloween. Uh, I it's the I agree with you 1,000% on the aesthetic. I yeah. loved the aesthetic, which is why I sat through almost <laughs> the entire first season. But I, in terms of the story and the writing and the acting, like I, I know I watch stuff that I'm assuming other people out there think is terrible. I mean, I'll even use Star Wars as an example. You know, it's it's not the best with that, but there was just something about sabrina that i could not get through the it's like a soap opera almost you know yeah and that's just not it's just not for me so as a show i could not stand it but again like you said the aesthetic is what's right that was the only thing right about that show that kept me watching over and over i like the creepy vibe i I love her house everything yeah yeah so it's so i would be excited for this in a house because let's be real uh Universal does an amazing job at trying to like transfix these stories in these houses and lead yeah. you along with it. But ultimately what works is is the aesthetics. And when when the aesthetics are spot on, then 
then it's just it it makes a what could be just an okay house it can take it over the top like no one's sitting at home and saying that halloween 4 is the best is the best halloween movie that ever came out yet they nailed everything right with the aesthetics of that house and they made they made a house based on it more interesting than the movie itself and that's really that's impressive so halloween 4 yeah so that leads us to our next Netflix prophet. Bah, next Netflix uh, prophecy. I don't prophecy. Don't, <laughs> prophecy. Uh, uh, property. Property. That's what I was going for. I'm an idiot. I'm like uh, uh, the next Netflix. The, old <laughs> <laughs> the next Netflix property. One that I was hoping for. That I love. Uh, the haunting of Hill House. Yeah. Which. As we we've talked about, you know, it's uh, Mike Flanagan is going to be working on his next series that uh, in the the same exact style as this. But I am a huge, huge fan of The Haunting of Hill House itself, uh, a, a show that I think, again, it has just a perfect aesthetic all the way through and is is the best horror series that I've ever watched. And it, Almost because it's not just a straightforward horror series, but mm-hmm. it's it's a dramatic series that just then has this little twist to it that well this there's a Don't tragedy. Say it. I haven't watched it yet. So I know. It's just a tragedy has befallen a family, but then that's that's where a lot of the horror comes into it. And then the fact too that there's all these ghosts and such in the background yeah. is is another level on top of it all, but it's like Watching this show, it just felt like it was built for an event like Halloween Horror Nights. And when I started rewatching it, uh, I think it was somewhere around and maybe like right around the end of Halloween season last year. It just I was solidified on it again. It is it's an amazing, amazing show. And I it it is definitely it is my Sabrina to for, for the comparison for you hey but, two different what do you always say different strokes for different folks different strokes for different folks but i know once you finally watch haunting of hill house oh i'm gonna you, watch it yeah yeah you you have to even if this would be one that would like fall through and never ends up happening i've been trying to get you to watch this for two years I, now it's it's hard yeah I, I am gonna watch i know there is another another show coming out like it's going to be like an anthology yeah. show in in that style of like american horror story where it's like the cast returns with their different people or something yeah. um but i have heard i don't really know much about the show because i tried not to i don't want to spoil anything for myself but it's like what you said about the ghosts in the background i heard somebody saying like oh well if they use all these ghosts from the backgrounds for the scares and stuff like this this thing could be incredible and i i always am like when people are like oh it won't be scary i am sorry i was legit scared when slimer popped out in the ghostbusters house that scared me the the terror dog scared me every now and then even the killer clowns it can be scary but fun scary too you know it doesn't have to always be just like heart attack death scary so although haunting of hill house does give me that vibe that it could be heart attack scary so so i'm excited for it yeah, no, there's a lot of, I think that eeriness that was found in like graveyard games without the mm. fun aspect of it, I feel like that's a good representation of of Haunting of Hill House. It's just that, and maybe it is, I'm just making that correlation because of the ghost aspect of it. But I, yeah, there's something, there's something there that 
at least feel wise where you know graveyard games was i don't remember if i ended up saying that was my favorite house it was definitely one of my top favorite houses because i felt like it it hit that ghost aspect of it perfectly where even though I didn't think there was a lot of jump scares that got me in that house. It was just creepy in general because of yeah. the idea of this could be real. And yeah. sometimes that's that's enough. You don't need you don't need to be gory, you don't need to be just parading people with jump scares. It can just be the the idea that this concept could be real and that's well, I, kind I of love- chilling in itself. I love that classic iconography usage of like haunted houses or graveyards with ghosts mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You know, there's some sort of thing that uh, that I think uh, you know that kind of brings out that fear that fear that's in all of us. You know, yeah. you know it was the confrontation why, of death and darkness and stuff. You know, that's why when we went to Knott's, one of our favorite houses was the one mm-hmm. there where you literally had the flashlight as you were that going cool. through the yeah. house that would just start flickering off as you were going through. That one was. Yeah, that, that was, was great. Yeah, that was a good house. But uh, one that I don't understand. I mean, I do understand it because I read how many posts last year about how Billie Eilish was the her aesthetic is Halloween. But something I don't understand in a general sense is how it will work in the long run with this event. But uh, it's either expected that something with the fountain show or a house will actually be Billie Eilish themed, which is just okay. I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I mean, I, I could see, I guess the fountain show more than a house because for me, I, I don't, I'm not super familiar with her music. I obviously know bad guy um, and I like it, but it's not, it's not a bop that I'm like, Oh, yeah, this speaks hollow. I would never even think to. I mean, I guess it gets included in a lot of uh, a lot of marketing. Anytime a movie's about being like about a bad guy, and I'm like, oh, very clever, everyone. Uh, but there's, I know. There's, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to butt in for a second. And say, I know in terms of her music, I don't know her music at all. Besides the uh, one that you're the saying, song. And maybe like, yeah. yeah, I know, I know a couple, but I know like. On the Apple, one of the Apple Halloween radio channels last year, like uh-huh. they would play her songs like every couple of songs in there. So I somewhere along the line, people decided that she just, was the epitome of Halloween. I guess I only know like the newer one, the All I Ever Wanted, or I think was the name of it, and then the Bond, the um, No Time to Die. Mm. That I'm just like I don't i i think she's i think she puts out some great music but i'm like nothing about it to me and that this is again maybe i just need to familiarize myself with it screams halloween to me but i you know i i i'm gonna take i'm gonna see what they do with it could she could be writing an original tune or something like that so it could be it could be interesting i like that it's not i like that the music necessarily could won't be like heavy it won't be like slash or marilyn manson or like something like i like the idea that they're like well that's not the only music that appeals to halloween you know that like i when i there's a couple lady gaga songs in my halloween playlist because sometimes it's just about that there's the sound and feel to it that doesn't always have to be murder and mayhem like we keep i keep saying but you're right though they they've tried to incorporate slash into making his own original music for the event and such before and i and uh, Alice Cooper as well, too. And like Alice Cooper, I feel like you can draw a direct connection to Halloween with it. But I think that's how people feel about Billie Eilish right now. And again, it's just I, I should have researched more before we talked about this on the show, like watched her music videos, listened to music 
I, I know I a couple times I've seen her like pictures of her. I've said, okay, I can understand the whole Halloween aesthetic in that too. But ultimately, the thing is, I, I know how popular she is. So if they can, if they can use her name to start appealing to that 15, 16, 17 year old crowd that I feel like definitely frequents HHN Hollywood, but not to the same extent as Orlando. If they can start appealing to that in Orlando, plus all the other people they know are already coming, then they just open this event up to an even greater group than they already had before. So while it's not for me, something I'm not interested in on the outset of it, it's a, it's oh, everyone's kind of in agreement right now that there is something coming with her, whether it's a house, scare zone, yeah, lagoon shown something. So be ready for it. But it's it's not going to be for me. But the next one is another one from our wish list for mm-hmm. years and years and years and years. And uh, people are pretty confident in it. I mean, clearly, uh, Horror Night Nightmares was confident. I know some of the people on uh, Inside Universal are confident, too, and that's the Gremlins will, in fact, come to life. I am so... You have no idea. I saw this, and it must have been, like, right after we were done recording the other show, and I was just like... I said a couple expletives out loud when I saw it because I was just so excited. Like, there's just... Gremlins, for me, was... Every time I slept over my aunt's house, um, it was... That was the movie we always watched. And I people who are like, but Gremlins isn't scary. I don't know what you're talking about because the second one isn't scary but the first one like i've rewatched that it's one it's my favorite christmas movie i rewatch that every now and you know once a year probably and i still think like yeah there's parts where it gets toward the end where you're like man this movie really played well in the 80s where all the gremlins are in the bar and stuff like that but like when billy's mom is home alone and and uh is, is it spike is like in the tree and he like chokes the mom out and stabs her and like and then the exploding gremlin in the microwave like there's there was a lot of tension when billy would get slashed across the chest at the ymca i i like all the whole end scene is terrifying where they're in the department store and he's trying to slice him up with the chainsaw like I think it can be scary, but also I love that aesthetic of Christmas meets Halloween. I mm-hmm. love a scary movie that takes place in the snow. And so I am just this, this to me, I, I mean, this holds a special place in my heart. Cause I think this was like really the first like scary movie I thought was scary, but loved to watch it when I was a kid. And I had yeah. the TV version too. So I have all the, the amazing McDonald's Dick Tracy commercials in the middle in between watching that VHS, but I do have a DVD of it now, yeah. but, um, uh, you know, yeah, we, we know this can work based on based on like Krampus, exactly, because they, they had a lot of the same uh, a lot of the same issues with that with Krampus. Uh, you had a lot of characters, you had a lot of small characters that you had to worry about bringing to life and having to kind of navigate that blend of Christmas and and keeping it scary. And you know, the the movie is enough source material that you know it can work on itself so uh, the only thing that i i feel like this will end up being though closer to a ghostbusters house than a krampus house in the fact that i i think a lot of it's going to be just like character shots where it's not necessarily the the gremlins or gizmo trying to like pop out and scare you it's going to be more like kind of like i think about when when rick moranis 
uh, popped out in mm. the Ghostbusters house and with with Dana sitting in the background. Like, I feel like it's going to be more moments like that where yeah. it's, you know, we're going to see the mom thrashing around in the kitchen. Yeah, with, with the tree, the, with the arm. Yeah, or, yeah, I can see that. I think there will be like a puppet of a gremlin like by the, you know, in the kitchen on the counter, the mom with the Christmas tree. And I think you'll see the Corey Feldman character with the slingshot. Um, yeah. I, I can even see walking into the bar and seeing Phoebe Cates like scared and trying to like defend herself, and then yeah. every now and then like coming after you too. But it's uh, but I yeah. think we're, I, I hope we see that scene with the pool though, where like it's got you know it's got that the the bubbling with the 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 fog and like oh, that yeah. sound that's be, the music at that part is so good that I just I love that. I could even see them having the the house really start there. Like, you walk in, and it starts bubbling and such. Yeah. So, even though that would kind of throw off the timeline, considering the stuff that happened to the mom in the house, and even, like, or even, like, walking into Billy's bedroom as they're starting yeah, to the attic, yeah. nest, and, and kind of picking up from there and making the pool scene one of the very first ones, but... It I, could end up being, like, how they did Poltergeist, uh, not Poltergeist, Exorcist, you know what I mean? Like, their take, their interpretation... Of the movie, yeah, you know, I mean, heck, you can even say that Mister Guys kind of did the exact same thing, just kind of old yeah. pieces. So I, I think that's that's how they go, regardless of it. But exciting, exciting. I'm 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 nervous. I'm nervous about it. I don't want them to. Yeah. Well, it, I feel like I've wanted it, it for happen. so long. Yeah. yeah. You know, and your your expectation kind of gets up there, and I'm worried that that's where it's going to be. But we'll we'll see. We'll see. It's something very cool to look forward to. Exactly. I completely agree. So moving on to the originals, the first one we'll talk about, Legendary Truth, Cary, Ohio. So, of course, Cary, Ohio is the setting for (laughs) so much in the lore of Halloween Horror Nights and Legendary Truth. (laughs) Sorry. No, I read this completely wrong. I was like, what does carry O mean? Where well, I was like, carry O. And I was like, is it like a play on carry? I am an idiot. I did not know it was Ohio. Okay. It's a little embarrassing for you. <laughs> yeah, I will it admit. Is. I'm but, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. So carry Ohio mixed with legendary truth. I will be honest. I, since I, my experience with Halloween Horror Nights really starts in 2010, I have always been confused about legendary truth because it has been brought back a couple times in the past you know in the past 10 years where i feel like it pops up and or sorry i started in 2011 even going back on there so um i feel like it's come up where it's been like oh legendary truth we're gonna on the final couple weeks of this event we're going to start the legendary truth game and you're going to be able to take place in that and like then i just it's something that has completely gone over my head. So I tried to read about more and more of it. And uh, I guess the best I can get from it, and I hope other people could tell me more about it if I am still missing something, but Legendary Truth is part of a paranormal research group. And that's they go out and they've covered topics like Bloody Mary and other other situations, too, with the paranormal. So uh, really... It could be, you know, with that, taking taking into consideration that so much in HHN history has happened in Cary, Ohio, 
explaining it from like a paranormal investigator oh, standpoint yeah. of that, I feel like that could be something that definitely fits in. But that's just that's the information they're putting out here. It makes sense to me to blend that for Halloween Horror Nights, but I. It's something that I don't know enough about, so I don't feel very comfortable talking more about that. But in terms of an, an anniversary year, trying to to really do fans of the event justice, this is something that I feel like, if that's the concept, would actually would actually do it justice. And I think I read maybe on Attractions magazine that part of their their speculation on it is that this could be one of the house that bring one of the houses that brings in icons, um, which I guess hmm. that could technically work in that realm too. But again, I don't know enough about it to really say firmly on that. So the next house they're speculating too is Terra Cruentis, which I did not know anything about this house. So again, I you know went I went digging on random places like the Horror Nights fandom website, their wiki, and I, I feel like I put enough together on it that the uh, the the Terra Cru- Cruentis was part, that is the land that was the fictional land that they created for the event that was entitled Halloween Horror Night Tales of Terror, and that was for 2005. And oh. This was, and I guess from what I'm reading too on this too, that the storyteller was the icon for that and told the story of this entire, entire land of terror, Terra Cruentis that was a, that just like was ruled over by this Terra Queen and uh, was obviously spooky and grave, but completely original in that and. Uh, one of the one of the things that came out of this year that year's event was the body collectors, which we saw a couple years back in the one body collector's house that that was the one that was going through Shady Book Asylum that was mm-hmm. snowing in the beginning of the oh, house. Oh yeah, I love that house, yeah. So it's again, it's one that I mean, I guess then that year that they did the Terra Corentis, that was the year that it was in um that was the year that it was in Islands of Adventure. So if you're talking about a if you're talking about an anniversary year paying you know paying respect to the past year's events then then really pulling from that momentous year in Halloween Horror Nights history would make sense. So, I looked but, I looked ahead. up Cary, Ohio as well uh and it features so prominently because uh one of the creators of Halloween Horror Nights was from there. So he he started to use it and then it's uh, the caretaker was introduced there, and I know he's a big popular icon, mm-hmm. so yeah. I it's interesting. But the terror, Krent, however you say it, uh, Cruentis, I think. Krent, I I think that's really fascinating that you're saying that. Like I love that all of these. I didn't even realize just from looking at them that these. So there's these like big marquee houses that tie into the history of Universal Studios, but then also we've got. These like these other ones that really tie into that history of the event, but you don't have to have. What I think is really cool is this is something for like diehard fans, but like someone like me who has no idea about stuff before we really started going before this before work was like 
I, I just love that history and I love that respect of that history, you know, and like, I, yeah. I'm not going to be lost. Like it would be lost on me, maybe not having done any research, but I think it's really cool that they still do it. And like somebody who's never been could experience it just for what it is and be like, this is a cool house or you have this history thing to go through, which is awesome. Yep. I completely agree with you on that. So moving on to the next one, it is bedtime stories and this one, I was, you know, of course I did, when I don't recognize a name, I first go to, I go to the Horror Nights Wiki and other websites that I know have been covering Horror Nights for years, and I try to read about it, and bedtime stories, there is nothing on this, so then when I did another random Google search, I uh, pulled up an Attractions Magazine article and about these rumors surrounding it, and their guess was that if a bedtime stories style house happens, that it would either be a, a kind of a collage of different bedtime stories being brought to life, kind of yeah. a, a la slaughter cinema in a way. Oh, or, I, I thought like scary tales. Yeah, or scary tales in that same way too. Something like that, which I guess makes sense. I think they also wrote under this one that could be a place where you could throw in a lot of the uh, a lot of the icons in that way too so uh, I, I mean the concept if the concept is intriguing however it feels like it could be one too where the first if they have the name right now down bedtime stories as an idea for a house that i feel like this could be one where the name ends up changing as this as the process goes along and then yeah we'll find out later as it gets closer to the event like okay they I understand how they could take that house and also kind of go with that bedtime story concept. But yeah, to me, it's just it's it's a very vague in itself that yeah. it could mean a lot of stuff. Well, I just saw the title and I assumed it was going to be like Scary Tales because I know Scary Tales was a pretty popular house that was from two years ago. Right. Um, yeah. I think. And, then, and, and yeah, I, I was a big fan of that one. That one was the one where like the Wicked Witch uh, was like taking like characters right from yeah. other other tales and stuff and i was like oh bedtime stories to me could be like that same idea where like maybe it's a twisted mother goose and she's after you know she's like gone murderous on all those sort of classic stories or something like that but it definitely has that what i love about it you know i we already i said earlier about the sleepover thing is immediately my mind just drifts to like you know scary stories for sleepovers or um what was the other one they just made the movie out of that we saw stories to tell in the dark yeah and i and and you know all those kind of things that are people around our age like were really exposed to before schools were like stop reading those to kids (laughs) but Mm -hmm. um so i i i think i always think those ones those are cool theme but i you know it's like what you said it seems very vague at the moment but obviously all of it does because we don't know if any of it's real but yeah exactly yeah it could all be fake and none of this matters so uh the final house dungeon of terror is what they are expecting and dungeon of terror is the the very first year when it was fright nights not even halloween horror nights the only house they had was dungeon of terror so the idea is that they will be uh, hmm. revamping the original Halloween Horror Nights That's house cool. for the 30th anniversary, which I think I think that would be really cool to even if it's not like you know it's an, a very updated version of that first house. It would be cool to see the see this event at its very roots and yeah. be able to appreciate how far it's come. So 
It makes me think of, I don't remember what house it was, but it was a couple years back, but we were in that, there was a house that had kind of like a dungeon scene in it or something, and I remember saying it had one of my favorite effects in it because it had the mirrors in the floor, mm-hmm. and so it would look like there was like a moat or that you were really high, I was stu- like, and I, I keep, immediately my mind kind of went to that where like dungeon, you know, obviously right away dungeon is scary, so I was already like, oh, I'm sure that one will be great. I had no idea that was the original house though, and that... That seems like a really – this seems – if any of this does hold up true or even half of this, this feels like a really much more celebratory event in relation to the 30 years than I originally thought it was. You know, I I, compl- I, I know. I feel like this has been the, the, the session of saying I completely agree with you. But once again, I would have to say I completely agree <laughs> with you. And I, I mean that's just – that's how I had to put it. Like on paper, assuming that all of this sticks and it's kind of the idea of it is even close to what we've been talking about here. If that happens, this sounds like a very, very intriguing event. However, if, uh, if it's completely off, then I don't know. I don't know, but I, I, uh, it was very fun. I'll, I'll be devastated if we don't get that gremlins house. Don't tease me like that. I I will too because I I'm now anticipating it so I'm yeah. excited for it so I, I had a lot of fun sitting here chatting with you about it and again uh, to the people who made the map were Horror Night Nightmares H N Nightmares on Twitter so if you want to follow along with them and get their speculation on it all of course please do that and and any of the other places that I've mentioned along this way that I I kind of used for research and coming up with this so uh, I think. With that, that's going to do it for this episode. So if you need any extra information, of course, you can always head over to disunplug.com, home of our show notes page for this show and all the others on the Disunplugged podcast network. You can find links to our social media channels and more. And if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, hit that bell button so you get notified when we have new videos. Leave us comments and questions down below and hit that thumbs up. And then if you are uh, listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere where you get your podcasts, subscribe to us and leave us uh, positive ratings and reviews if possible. So, Rhino, thank you for joining me once again on this, this quest that we just undertook. Oh, oh, thank you for... This was a fun conversation, like you said. I always will love talking Halloween, so I'm happy to do it. Good, good, good. So that's going to do it for this week's episode. We'll see you again next week with another. But until then, remember, we still haven't changed the name. (laughs) 